Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, guys. Welcome into Wager Talk CFL Show 2 and Out. I am Andrew McGinnis, and I have Rob Braley with me here today. He is our CFL insider. Unfortunately, no Carmine Bianco today. We are having some internet issues, but that is completely all right. He will be back, uh, of course, next week with us, and you can find all of Carmine's plays over at Wager Talk. We're going to go through some market movers, give some best bets here, and talk some general discussion in the CFL from what we've learned through five weeks of action. Jumping through our first topic here, we have the market mover. And every week in the CFL, there's so many different games that we really could choose as the topic for the market mover. I'll give one that I think, and we'll go to Rob for anything he might think that uh, could be on the move. But I took a look at the Montreal versus Toronto game. Everyone talks about Toronto and Hamilton having a rivalry, but I would say that I think Toronto and Montreal might have a rivalry of their own. And and guys, we keep on saying this here on 2 and Out, but I'll have to reiterate it. If you like the underdog in these games where there's this point spread around 5, 5.5, 6, I strongly recommend waiting closer to kickoff. You know, we're seeing a lot of movement throughout the week, especially on these favorites. I saw the number, you know, open up at some spots as low as, you know, 3.5, 4. Then we see 5, 5.5. Now it's back to 5. Of course, in favor of the Toronto Argos, as far as this total number is concerned, it's at 48 and a half right now. I do expect this number to go down. So if you like the under, I would bet that sooner than later. If you like the over in this game, I think that you can wait. But Rob, we've seen so much movement throughout the CFL season so far. We talked a little bit about it last week. But, um, you know, it's not always uh, accurate. You know, the movement has not always meant that team ends up being successful uh but is there any game that's really on your uh that, that you're eyeing that you think that uh if betters want to get in they should get in right now hey andrew good morning um yeah we've seen a lot of a lot of line movements over, over the over the season so far i mean it's still a short season but it just seems when the line moves one way the game ends up the opposite for some reason and um <sighs> I mean, we're, everybody's, we're all having a hard time uh, picking these games, and it's been a really tough season so far. But I think we've learned a lot in the, in the first five weeks here. The one that st- stood out to me, I mean, Hamilton just won a football game. And you can say Hamilton won the game. Uh, Mazzoli went down. It was totally unfortunate. Just, a, you know, a dead comes back after a whole year off. 
and and you know halfway through the game he blows his Achilles and his, his career is over. Unfortunately, I believe his career is over. Uh, so Hamilton won the game, but in my opinion, Ottawa really lost that game more than anything. And and Edmonton, and I know they're zero and eighteen at home, zero and five for the season. Are getting now they're getting three points at home. And I think that's going to be a slugfest. It's going to be, I think it's going to be an ugly one, but I, I can't lay three points on the road with Hamilton. I, I think that line has moved the wrong way as well, Andrew. It is an interesting one. And, and Rob, I know we've discussed the Hamilton Tire Cats together. Uh, you look at the schedule they had to start the year off as well. It was a light one. They, they didn't really play too many tough teams. Of course, um, you know, when you throw Ottawa in the mix there as well, and, and you, you look at some of these games, and you kind of ask yourself, are are they really playing opponents that are even that tough and things are only going to get tougher for them? That number did seem weird to me as well. So uh, everybody out there taking a look at that Hamilton game, make sure you're, you're you know, either taking the dog now or, or you're waiting to bet the favorite. Rob thinks that number should probably settle down a little bit. Um, do you think that they're going to remain a, a quote-unquote public team, Rob? the Hamilton Tire Cats, and, and if they, they are, I wonder how long that really lasts because all I know is everybody that casually follows the CFL, they're just fading the Edmonton Elks every week, and they've only covered one point spread so far, but as far as Hamilton is concerned, it seems like they're still getting money in the market. Yeah, I don't know if, if Hamilton's such a public team or, or Edmonton. People are just betting blind on the 0-18 streak, to be honest with you, um, and they're cashing. <laughs> Um, Hamilton has had a light schedule, but this game, they played Saturday night and now they travel out West and they play Thursday. That's a short week. That's a tough travel schedule. Um, that's gonna, that's gonna factor into this game a little bit. So, uh, I, I still like Edmonton to cover, um, and ha- Hamilton did get a win, uh, but last year, I think they went 0-4 as well. And then the rest of the season, they pretty much went 500 and snuck in the playoffs. I think this is an older Hamilton team than last year, and I don't think they have that capability this year. So Hamilton is not a buy for me just yet. Let's jump into some general discussion here. We've already seen five weeks of action, Rob. I can't believe that it's been five weeks of the CFL season already. The time uh, has just flown by here in the CFL season, but obviously a long, long season to go. Um, We wanted to, to talk about a few different things, but... The state of quarterbacks and what you've seen from the offenses. Last week, I asked you really about, is it time to jump in on the overs with how low these unders have been or these, these totals have been, but yet we're still seeing low scoring games. We're still seeing games go under the total, even with these really low numbers. Hmm. What are you seeing from the quarterbacks and these offenses that's really having so much trouble? Well, let's go through the quarterbacks that are currently looking at starting this week. We have Cody Fajardo, Jake Mayer, Taylor Cornelius, Dustin Crum, and Matt Schultz. That's not exactly a Hall of Fame crew there. So <laughs> I, th- I think the quarterbacks in the season, and this, I mean, there's been a lot of injuries as well. And there's a reason for, I think there's a reason for some of the injuries too is the uh, O-line play has not been great this year in the CFL. Like, like Montreal's on pace right now for 99 sacks against. That's a lot of sacks. That's a lot of wear and tear on your quarterbacks. Um, they're trying to play four Canadian O-linemen and one American. I know people hate talking about, oh, my God, the Canadians against the Americans. It, 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 sh- it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. But it's, 
sometimes it does matter. I mean, there's only so many Canadian players. And if a Canadian player goes down on your O-line, and there's been a lot of O-line injuries throughout the league, it's hard to replace a Canadian with a Canadian. I mean, you go across the border, there's thousands of players ready to play football. But up here, they're just not available like they like they are in the States, right? Like, and if you want to go look at Hamilton's quarterback situation and why they aren't um, very successful, they're two tackles they started the season with, Van Zeel and Figueroa. Neither one of them are there right now. Van Zeel's back, but hes I don't think he's 100%. They have Kemp at left tackle and Sartoris at right tackle. Um Look at uh, Saskatchewan last week. They had uh, Godber was out, Lofton was out, Bandy was in, Kelly was in. Um, Garnett, the left tackle for Edmonton, was out. Cornelius was running for his life. I think he ran for 58 yards or something. So it's it's a combination of, yes, you gotta you got to say poor quarterback play. And I think the O-lines, uh, the mix and matching of O-lines is really hurting the CFL right now. It's a good point you make there, Rob, because it is easy to just talk about the quarterback play, but uh, there's a bunch of other pieces that go into what the quarterback does. Of course, the guy's catching the ball, the guy's protecting the quarterback. There's a lot more going into it than just the passer. But uh, I'll tell you what, when you listed some of those names and you said that it does not really much of a <laughs> Hall of Fame crew, I think I'm with you on that. Um, most of them I don't think are going too far. But, uh, you know, I have been a little disappointed this year, and, and I think that um, – the offenses, it's kind of funny. I've, I've been noticing a lot in the CFL where the offenses are, are trying to almost overcomplicate plays. They're going for deep passes when it might be unnecessary instead of just gathering, you know, gaining confidence and momentum and just marching the field. You don't see many five to 10 yard passes from some of these teams. You know, like I saw a stat that said Jake Mayer is the least accurate when he throws the ball over 20 yards. But when he's just dumping the ball off, picking his spots and marching the field to use the run game, Calgary's very successful. So it, it's interesting to see. And I'm curious now, we're at the point of the year where you have so much film at your disposal that it's really important for these coaches to figure out what's working for them and, and really what's not working for them. And as we talk about the East Division and the West Division, well, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say that one division is, is completely dominant over the other at this point. But um, for anybody that doesn't know about the crossover and how that works, Rob, would you could, could you tell our audience about how that works come playoff time and, and kind of what you're seeing that look like right now in the CFL? Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll simplify it. Um, if, the, if the fourth place team in the West has a better record than the third place team in the East, the Western team crosses over to the East division and, and makes their playoff run on the road over over in the East. I, I would alliterate it the other way, but I don't think I can remember the last time an Eastern team went West <laughs> to cross over. <laughs> so the, the West has dominated for a long time. And, and right now we got five teams like with one, like one win or no wins vying for two playoff spots, basically, basically right? Um, Hamilton's one and three. Edmonton's zero oh and five. Calgary's one and three. Ottawa's one and three. Montreal's two and two, and Saskatchewan just somehow came out three and one on top of that game uh, against Edmonton. I don't know how they pulled that off still, uh, but anyway, it is what it is. Um, so these games, believe it or not, these zero oh and five and one and four three teams, it's, these are this is an important week for them if they're looking at either making the playoffs or 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 hunting for the crossover, and. Uh, I, th I think you're going to see some teams here fighting for their lives this week. And it's only week six. 
That is the really interesting thing about what we've seen so far is, is Rob, I know there's been some bad play, but guess what? There's been bad play from a lot of teams. So, so like you just mentioned, I mean, at the bottom of the pack with, with the Elks, Stampeders, and even Rough Riders, and then you've got the Red Blacks and Tiger Cats in their division, there's still lots to compete for. And the funny thing is, I'm not saying it could happen, but with how poorly some of the other teams in the West have played, it's not like Edmonton's dreams are done either. You know, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but, uh, you know, guess who only has one more win than Edmonton does? Calgary, you know? So that's really, that it says a lot about really what's going on in the West Division right now and in the league. But of course, I'm a big believer in strength of schedule. You know, some teams that have had a little bit of a tougher go so far and some teams that have had an easier ride uh, so far this season. So I, I think it's super interesting. And I just wanted to ask you kind of a last question uh, just in the general discussion. Would you say at this point that it's really beneficial to start betting against any type of change? Like last week, I, I understand your point where you talked about how you said, hey, Hamilton probably didn't win that game. Montreal just, or Ottawa just lost it. And, and I get it. You're not throwing shade towards Hamilton. You're just saying, you know, there was an injury that happened and Ottawa didn't look great by any means. So is that something that we can look to fade when it's a new quarterback or when a, a, a new piece comes in or an injury? Because I know in the NFL, sometimes the point spreads, they overreact. And actually you can bet on that team with the change. But in the CFL, change seems to be a pretty bad team for some of these bad thing for some of these teams yeah i haven't picked on ottawa yet in our six weeks here so i'm going to pick on ottawa this week <laughs> uh they are a 10 point dog against winnipeg and I, it, they've they've earned it they've earned it to be a 10 point dog not earned it i mean their quarterbacks they've lost three now and they're on a fourth quarterback um there's an issue there protecting the quarterback but I, as far as I've seen the roster in Ottawa, I, th I think out of all of these teams, I would say Ottawa is probably the weakest roster that that's out there right now. They have no big playmakers. They don't do anything particularly well. Um, Kahari Jones, the first three or four games, I, I was kind of impressed how he's kept that team in ball games. But his play calling on the last game to me was was very questionable. And, and Dice, the head coach, he, he called a timeout after a dead ball, like just some strange coaching things going on there. And I, I think that's uh, going to snowball for them. So to me, I'm, I'm looking at Ottawa as, as a team I want no part of um, going forward. And I, I may lay the 10 points with Winnipeg. I'm not sure, but I can't see Ottawa scoring this week. Um, so, you know, you want to take that into my best bet. I'll, I'll talk about it a little further um, on the next segment, but uh, I'm, a, I'm an Ottawa fade right now. I think Winnipeg might be able to uh, pick their number in that game. That's going to be a rough one uh, for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Let's take a look at uh, the odds for this week, the numbers that we're seeing currently in the CFL. Um, starting off, of course, as we talked about, game one of the week, current number, Hamilton, minus two and a half, minus three. Depending on where you're looking around, we've got over 42 and a half. Uh, we have the money line, minus 140. Underdog number there on Edmonton plus 120. We got the Argos minus five, total 48 and a half in that one against the Alouettes. We have the Blue Bombers and Ottawa Red Blacks going head to head, like Rob just mentioned. We're seeing some nine and a halfs and some tens in favor, of course, as the Blue Bombers. 
and we take a look at the total in that one. We're seeing everything, you know, around 44 and a half, 45, and some 44s as well. In the last game of the week, we have the Calgary Stampeders, Rough Riders, Saskatchewan Rough Riders going head-to-head. That's a really short one there. Minus one and a half favorites for the home team, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Total in that one, 44 and a half. We're seeing minus 130 money line number there for the favorite, the home team, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Rob, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it seems like I, I kind of like it this way, but I don't know it's not on purpose. It seems like the the better games of the week are always the last game of the week. And I, I think I would probably prefer that than the other way around. But uh, you take a look at this week, Hamilton and Edmonton lead it, lead things off. And then you got the power hitter game with, you know, the the one point spread with with Calgary and Saskatchewan. So I like that to to be uh, the, the case than, than the other way around, at least. But uh uh, Rob, before we jump into some best bet stuff, anything else stuck stick out to you when you take a look at some of these numbers and, and you take a look at the CFL board uh, this week before we jump into our best bets? And of course, guys, you can follow Rob on Twitter at Rob underscore Braley. And of course, Carmine Bianco, you can get all his plays at Wager Talk at Carmine Bianco WT. But uh, Rob, anything else you wanted to say about the current lines you're seeing uh, across the board right now in the CFL? I was looking at uh, the Toronto-Montreal game. Um, <clears throat> Toronto's a, a power football team. Um, they're, I think they're a five or five and a half point favorite. From what I've seen from uh, Fraud Giardo, as one of my friend Joe Mankin calls him, Cody Fraud Giardo, um, they, 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 are, they are struggling. And I think Toronto is definitely a favorite I want to look at. But the, the number 48 seems a little bit high to me. Um, I, I see we've got a 42 and a half, a 48, a 45 and a 44 and a half, something like that. Uh, these are incredibly low numbers for the CFL. Something that eventually has got to, has got to turn around here. The CFL is predominantly a scoring, scoring football league, big plays, you know, back and forth, but we haven't seen that this year. So this, this is like, this is all un- uncharted waters here with these 42s and 44s. So I think we got to start looking at opportunities for overs. And we got a good one last week. And I think he was your 5% play with the BC Lions over. And that's sorted over. So I, I, I got, you got to be careful with the unders now, I believe. Yeah. And the numbers are just getting very low. Um, you know, with one game being 48 and a half, but the rest of them being very, very low. Definitely something worth looking at. And, you know, I would say that um, I'm seeing a lot more scoring in the first half of these games, which I us- usually it was the opposite in the CFL, but we're seeing a lot of first half scoring and the games kind of just fizzling out. So that might be something worth looking at as well. Uh, speaking of which, let's get into the extra point segment here. I'll give a best bet. Then we'll go to Rob with one more play and then we'll put a bow on this show. And speaking of first half plays, well, guys, that's where I'm going with the Calgary Stampeders against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Rob, everybody else out there watching this, I do not want to trust this uh, Calgary Stampeders team for a full game, for a full four quarters. I will take a shot with them here in the first half, plus a half here. If the game is tied at halftime, we cash this ticket, but I'm looking for them to win this half. Look, it's been a very tough schedule for this Calgary Stampeders team to start off their season. They start things off against the Lions. Then they get their nice win over the Red Blacks. They lose a double OT game against the Rough Riders. And then last week's game against the Blue Bombers. 
Last year, they had big, big time troubles against teams with big uh, winning records. And I know we're sort of seeing that again this year, but this is a team that has faced fierce competition from start to finish besides that game against Ottawa, which they handled very well. When I look at this game, this is a quick turnaround from a few weeks ago when they lost in double overtime. Calgary had control of the game. They've gotten healthier since that game. They've gotten key players back. They brought back a new player that had a stint in the NFL. And I think Jake Mayer had this one circled ever since he threw that late game interception. I'm looking at the first half here. Saskatchewan coming off a game against the Elks where they didn't really score many points. You know, they, they won the game, but it wasn't until the fourth quarter they even kind of woke up a little bit. I don't really trust Saskatchewan as much as other people do, and I think Calgary is still a bet on team. We're going to stick with the first half play here. First half plus a half with the Calgary Stampeders against the Rough Riders for my extra point best bet. Rob, one last play. I know you have another uh, play for us. This time you are looking at an under, though. What do you have for us? I'm going to go back to the Winnipeg-Ottawa uh, game. Um, well, first of all, I, I want to also say that uh, Saskatchewan is a 3-1 and one football team. So is Winnipeg. So is BC. But they're not a 3-1 and one football team in, in that group. They've beaten Edmonton twice and, and barely beaten Edmonton twice. So I, I like that play, Andrew. Um, I'm going to look at the Winnipeg game under under 45. Um, Brady Oliviera has run for 400 yards this season, four touchdowns. Calaris's quarterback rating is 112.2. His completion percentage is 68. Their O-line is healthy. They eat up the clock. The last two games, they've dominated the line of scrimmage, and they've dominated the uh, time of possession as well. And that's what's going to happen here in Ottawa. They're just going to grind it out. They're going to own the line of scrimmage. They're going to slow the game down. They're going to shorten the game. And it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be an under, in my opinion, under 45, because Ottawa is really going to have a hard time moving the ball and, and you know, controlling the clocks like Winnipeg will. So I'm, I'm going to go Winnipeg under 45 is my best bet for today. Awesome stuff, Rob. I like, like, that, like that play as well. And, and looking at kind of the run game that uh, Winnipeg can certainly take advantage of, uh, who knows how often Ottawa will even have the ball in their hands. <laughs> and when they do, they usually aren't doing much with it. That's for sure. So uh, thank you to Rob uh, for joining me here on the CFL 2 and Out show. Guys, if you're watching this here on YouTube, on Wager Talk TV, make sure you subscribe. Hit the like button on this video, but do us a favor. Uh, hit the share button. Retweet on Twitter. Tell your friends about this show. Uh, the CFL is a fun league to follow, a fun league to bet on, and a profitable one as well. And we will be here all throughout the summer, delivering some CFL information to you. And if you want to ask us a question, comment below on the YouTube page, and uh, we'll try and answer it next week for you guys. And guys, make sure you check out the CFL season overview video as well on Wager Talk TV. You can get that, see everything we talked about uh, as far as every team is concerned and each division as well. So on behalf of Rob Braley, I am Andrew McGinnis. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time.